A big hello to all my friends and welcome you all to our fourth episode of Animation Show with Shay. So, as you all know, human voice is one of the most powerful instrument that you can have in yourself to create war or spread luck. But let's just forget about the war and spread luck. And also, do you know that 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 instrument can help you to improve to promote your brand, to promote your personal brand to the world. So, to talk about how to make your personal brand shine with communication, I have invited a special character to our show. A leadership trainer, HR consultant, TEDx speaker and an author. It's none other than Vidusha Nathavitharan. So, welcome you sir on board. Hi, happy to be here. So, how's this pandemic situation going on with your work? Whenever situations like this take place, you have only two choices, right? Either you need to embrace it and move on with it, or you need to wallop in self-pity. So, I am a firm believer that whenever certain things take place which is completely beyond your control, you take stock of the situation and get on with it. So, we do. <laughs> and I just, just like for my curiosity, how long have you been working in work from home? Well, honestly, the hybrid model of working is something that we've done for the last probably 15 years ever since we started our company. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, we are kind of the people who can afford to do it, right? So uh, when you do training or consulting, you don't necessarily have to have an office. And mm-hmm. uh, a desk at home becomes your office. And whenever team members come in on board, we've given that flexibility and that's always worked for us. Actually, case in point, about 10 years back, we did invest in a proper office. Um, we got it. Um, we, you know, the co-sharing kind of places. Um, there's a place called Regis. So we set up an office there and made sure that it was really nice and swanky. And um, we used it all of probably 25 to 30 days in the entire year. And then we decided it's just not, it's just, just not worth investing in an office. And from that point onwards, we've always had an office. But I think most of our team members don't necessarily come to office on a regular basis. And that's worked well for us. So when the pandemic hit, it's different because you're forced to be at home. Um, And we are used to going out and doing training programs, going out and doing consultations, being physically present and then coming back. Office work, so to say, you can do from anywhere. So that shift changed completely. But beyond that, from an administration perspective, I think um, we've not had a problem with it because we've always done it. Mm-hmm. But doing this on a regular basis is far more tiring than doing physical training. So, mm-hmm. and you never get quite the feel of being present exactly. with an audience, right? That's so that, the that's are very, very different. But, but thankfully, it has also made sure that we are able to kind of um, look at a completely different avenue of training, and we've done online. Um, learning and online training and um, things like that um, again for the last probably five or six years because with some of our overseas clients it makes no sense to fly out for a day and come back Mm -hmm. so we've um, looked at doing certain assignments projects and things like that online but clearly now almost all of it is online so Mm -hmm. I think like the rest of the world we are waiting for the pandemic to be over and for life to resume as we used to know exactly just to get off with your mask and stop washing your hands all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. So, and just uh, when I was introducing you, I came with this face. 
TEDx speaker so i mm. just wanted to know how many speeches have you done in tedx i mean just one or two just give some kind of a- just one tedx colombo is where we kind of um, mm-hmm. showcased it and um, um it was pretty much on the work we do on the leadership um, area um and i think they were curious to find out how we look at roi after training and that was a story worth telling they thought so invited me and that was it right so now without taking much more time let's jump into our topic so my first question is what is personal branding and how it is important okay so let me try and answer that with a little bit of context right because there's a lot of people who are now focusing on it and if you kind of going even to LinkedIn or any of the social media platforms there's a lot of talk about personal branding. Exactly. But but I'm I'm one of those people who've always been a little cautious of that word, right? I think let's forget personal branding. Let's just look at branding itself. The first principle of branding is you need to have the right product and a good product. Okay? If you market your brand without having a pro- proper product, it is going to fail. because you're going to raise expectations of a marketplace and if you can't give what is due which is promised through your branding in the long term you cannot sustain it and lots of organizations have done horribly badly because of it now when you talk about personal branding there are two ways of doing it the first is to brand yourself first and then figure out what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. or you can figure out who you are and what you stand for work on it and then brand yourself okay so personal branding is literally how people perceive you in the marketplace as a person as an individual as a professional okay and the most important aspect of it as with any brand is that it needs to be authentic and you cannot be authentic by branding yourself in a way that is not you so answering your question personal branding is very simply how the marketplace sees you as a person as well as an individual or as a professional right but in that sphere it is very important to understand that the perception of the marketplace is not built purely on what you tell it's about what you do and who you are also so when it comes to personal branding i think it's absolutely critical that you figure out who you are first and what you stand for and what you actually do because if you put yourself out there and market yourself and brand yourself i genuinely feel that you will fail in the long term unless your core is very very strong i hope i answered that question yeah exactly and just uh, when you always remember this personal branding linkedin coming to action so hmm. we always upload skills qualifications uh, all your achievements one another and there is no way of verifying those things so simply we have the liberty of adding anything we want and just uh showing off that we are the best but as you answered now personal branding is really critical in in our day to day life and when you are moving forward so in that 
how communication can play the role okay. in a personal branding so again answering that question let me first kind of clarify what communication is to begin with right so most people misunderstand communication to be about passing a message okay but it's not it's about passing meaning the message can be the same but different people can perceive that meaning in completely different ways okay so anything that you communicate is prone to interpretation and perception and herein lies the problem with personal branding kind of clarify what communication is to begin with right so most people misunderstand communication to be about passing a message okay but it's not it's about passing meaning the message can be the same but different people can perceive that meaning in completely different ways okay so anything that you communicate is prone to interpretation and perception and herein lies the problem with personal branding I lost it. There was a connection. Yeah. So uh, can you just start it a middle of your yeah answer? So just okay. So whenever you talk about communication and LinkedIn and things like that, you mention the fact that you can actually self promote yourself, and there's no verification. Yes, that is true. However, understand that the biggest thing that you can portray yourself about. is what you've done it's not about what you've said remember always that in communication we talk a lot about communication from the perspective of talking speaking putting yourself out there all of that right but what you do is also communicating something about you who you are is also communicating about yourself so if communication is looked at from that perspective communication is critical for your brand now i did mention that it has to be core right you have to be authentic to yourself but as much as you need to do good work i do believe that you need to market yourself right as well both are important one without the other is meaningless and i always draw the example of of a maruti and a mercedes both are cars Yeah. and in my mind both are good cars i've had a maruti for many many years right i bought it brand new i used it for 5 years i never had a problem with it it never stopped on me ran 250000 plus kilometers and it never gave any trouble mm-hmm. now equally a mercedes is also extremely reliable but at a completely different level from a brand perspective right because you'll be obviously paying a hell of a lot more for a mercedes than that you would pay for a maruti however imagine the maruti thinking to himself i want to be a mercedes and without changing anything about the maruti just changing the badge that doesn't make it a mercedes benz yeah similarly 
even if you had the badge of a maruti in a mercedes people will still pay more than the, what you would pay for the maruti because the product is pretty good however if mercedes didn't brand themselves properly it probably cannot charge the premium that they charge for the vehicle now notice the fact that toyota myth sits somewhere in between right so toyota is a very very good car it is a very very reliable car however it cannot ever charge the premium that they would charge if they were a mercedes benz which is why they had a completely different brand coming in called lexus mm-hmm. now notice the fact that lexus is custom made to compete with something like a mercedes now take a look at the communication process you have the product itself speaking for itself you sit down in a mercedes benz you know it's different to that of sitting down in a in a maruti right from the space to the features to the comfort to all of it that is also communicating the product itself communicates you yourself who you are how you speak how your attire all of that communicates about you when you post on linkedin what you post how you post what meaning you derive out of it who endorses it all of that also communicates not only what you say but at the same time you could be phenomenally good and if you're not present if you're not seen and if you're not properly pitching yourself at a certain level chances are even though you're really good people might not perceive you that way so i think both are important communication both from the perspective of putting yourself out there but at the same time being authentically very very good at what you do yes i think both of them are important so i agree with you and now i am an undergraduate so we should always go uh, under an internship for 6 months so in that case it's it's really hard to find a job these days and you need to go many interviews and you need to apply tons and you get rejected so somehow uh, even myself as well as i have seen my friends facing interviews so um, sometimes some friends are really good in that field but they are not good in communication and some they are really good in communication but they might not have that much of knowledge in that subject and bothly so um, some they get uh, jobs because they are so techy but they are not good in communication and others they get jobs because they are good in communication not good in techy the first question always we get in an interview is introduce yourself so we can just give an traditional answer my name is ashin i came from here did this and that but other than that always the interview is always leaving your cv so you, we don't need to just read that uh, cv again so in that case how do you see that answering that first question introduce yourself how powerful is that the answer that honestly depends on the interviewer mm-hmm. it really does because see the trick with all of this is context see certain people who interview actually and you can suss this out um, based on the kind of questions that people ask and i've honestly always shied away from personally this is a personal thing right um i used to be in hr many years ago um and part of my job as much as i do training i'm also consultant so i do help organizations with hr aspects and when it comes to recruitment and and selection 
I always tell people who interview whenever we do interview skills programs we honestly tell people don't go by what you say probe a little deeper because i can come fully prepared and most most or uh, most schools nowadays right or higher education institutes actually prepare you for this exactly. you have career guidance programs and, and and you get prepared so you come prepared to answer that question and 9 times out of 10 that that might not be even you speaking you've picked up certain things from somewhere and you're rattling it off and if you can present well it will come off rather well as well and i always tell interviewing panels probe a little deeper ask a few more questions to clarify whether it is actually that authentic person speaking or whether they will struggle with trying to explain themselves but having said that i think it is fundamentally important to be able to explain yourself well but answering that question from the perspective of how important is it it is important but what is important what element of your answer is important is down to the person who's interviewing you and if it is a person who's mature who has been in the trade for long enough they will see right through you as a person from the answer you give and it's like a sixth sense so i would honestly turn around and tell people be yourself you get in the job or not is irrelevant because if people hire you thinking you're somebody else you have a very short shelf life inside the organization because you've gone in with a very high expectation of yourself and you can't match up to that once again i'm going to give you the answer of the maruti and the mercedes if you bought a maruti because the maruti spoke well thinking it was a mercedes you'll be disappointed you'll be utterly disappointed won't you you will just not i mean to the point where you'll probably ditch it uh, as soon as possible you'd rather be a maruti that actually is a maruti or might be slightly better than a maruti so that people when they think that you're a maruti but then to think oh damn you know this this is really good yeah. then it's in your favor so i think at an interview you should never overpitch yourself because getting through the interview and getting the job is not the solution the solution is having a good career i say the same thing when it comes to girlfriends and boyfriends right <laughs> having a girlfriend is not a problem you can pitch yourself as the best man possible in the on the planet <laughs> and convince her you might be able to get married that way as well but that's not the solution marriage is not the end result 40 years down the road you're still happy that is the end result that you want getting married is an event so is the interview having a girlfriend is an event that's the interview a lifetime afterwards if you're still happy that is success and 25 years later in your career if you're successful and if the organization looks at you as a person that they must retain because you're so damn good that is the end objective you want so don't ever aim to get a job always look at having a career there's a big difference between the two i love the way you use examples and play around it especially like about girlfriends getting about um, the principle is exactly the same <laughs> 
the principle is exactly the same <laughs> so um, my next question is how can you make yourself likable to your employees or your customers okay likability is also a bit of a difficult thing right because what different people like in you is different to the experience they have of you and the expectations they have of you okay once again i'm going to give examples with with so that you relate to it okay what your mother expects from you what your father expects from you what your brother expects from you what your sister expects from you and what your girlfriend expects from you are different from yes exactly totally different you can't treat them all the same way either no but they are all family girlfriend isn't family i agree but she's as close as family right i mean you would consider her family let's take your wife okay now inside the organization also you have a whole heap of different people you have your boss you have your peers you have your subordinates and you also have other people from other organizations that interact with you like your customers like your suppliers and all of that right each one of these groups of people and each individual person who interacts with you will have different expectations of you and different requirements of you and different needs from you identifying that and giving it is the key to likability mm-hmm. on a professional front on a professional front right because at work it's a professional relationship that you're having you can be the nicest person under the sun but if you're not giving them what they want it's of no use i'll give you an example okay take a look at a typical father and a typical mother and i'm generalizing this each person's mother and father are different but i'm generalizing it just imagine your father was a sports person when he was in school he played tons of sports he played rugby he was playing football he was playing cricket he did averagely well in his studies now his expectation of you as his son would be for you also to be going in his footsteps and play for college and shine and so on and so forth uh, as long as you pass all levels and a levels he's happy mm-hmm. but he wants you to play for the first 11 he wants to play for the first 15 right that's his expectation your mother on the other hand wants to play it safe wants you to do your studies really well she's scared of playing rugby because you have your ears torn off and you know bruises and bloodied nose and so on and so forth when you come home so she will turn around and tell you this rugby business is not for you uh, don't worry about it you just stay at home and study and you must get 9 a's for your o levels and 4 a's for your a levels now you can do both them provided you have the skill of course you can certainly play for the first 15 and get straight a's as a student you can do both if you wanted to if you did both they would both be happy and you will be an extremely likable son mm-hmm. right if you did only rugby or you did your sports really well and you became a colorsman but you didn't do particularly well in all levels and you didn't get enough grades to go to university your mother will be disappointed father will be happy similarly if you didn't do any of this and played computer games and became a software engineer and and started out your own state uh, com- um, your own company soon after you finished a, a-, a-, a- levels and you failed a levels 
and you never bothered with sports your mother will be unhappy your father is also unhappy okay now the point i want to make is you're still you exactly you're still you however how you're perceived is different so the trick to being likable to winning that confidence is about being able to give somebody something of value from their perspective not from your perspective and this is especially true when it comes to customers as well the problem is that we try and give what we think the customer wants without really understanding what the customer wants the same is true when it comes to your employees employers as well right so when it comes to your boss you need to know what your boss wants from you not what you want to give the boss so even though you got straight A's if your parents wanted you to do sports even though you have been really good they're still disappointed similarly if your parents wanted you to kind of do well in sports um and not the other way around if you if you got 9 A's and they wanted you to study and that's what they wanted from you they will be happy mm-hmm. right but the difference is on one occasion you didn't give them what they wanted and therefore they were unhappy you still achieved you still achieved they wanted you to do sports you didn't do sports you did you got straight A's for O levels you got straight A's for A levels you got a scholarship to go to oxford they will still be unhappy because they wanted you to play cricket for sri lanka similarly you played cricket for sri lanka but what they wanted you is to become a doctor they will still be unhappy even if you played cricket for sri lanka so you have to understand it's not about how much you do or how successful you are or how good you are it's about being able to understand what people expect of you that is the crux of likability now that is on a professional note okay on a personal note to be likable i think it is important to have two or three simple things right the first is you must always be respectful as an individual irrespective of how much you like or dislike a person you must be able to be respectful secondly you must be able to add value to them to be likable you must be able to add value to them and thirdly you must be relevant to them also if you have these three chances of you being likable because you added value because you are relevant and because you are respectful is very very high on top of that if you actually make the effort to connect with them on a personal level by being involved in something that they are personally involved in so you are part of toastmasters imagine your boss also is a toastmaster likability increases so being respectful being relevant you know being able to add value but also on a personal front connect with something that they actually like increases your possibility of being likable so that was really an elaborating answer for that question and um, as you as you know that i am a toastmaster so throughout my journey in toastmasters i have learned one kind of valuable thing that is as a speaker as a presenter always you need to be a giver to your audience always you should have the mindset of giving something leaving something to your audience so are you agree with that leave something of value yes 
So in that case, or my question is, how becoming a giver helps you to promote yourself or to personal branding? Again, be cautious about promoting yourself. My deal is this, right? I'm an honest believer that if you genuinely do good work, if you genuinely make impact on people's lives, people will do the talking for you. You don't necessarily need to be talking about it. And I'll give you a very personal example of this, right? Until about two years back, we never even had a website for our company. And the company is 15 years old. In fact, the only reason that we kind of did a website was because we have young blood like yourself coming into the organization and they actually turned up and said, this is unforgiven. We are working for an organization that doesn't have a website. You better have a website, if nothing else, at least so that my friends can know that I work for this organization. <laughs> so because everyone just Google searches you, right? Um, and, and then that's what it is today. So my genuine answer to you, and, and we, we've never failed because of it. We, we never did badly because we didn't have a website. People will always refer us because we genuinely do good work and because of that people kind of refer you to somebody else. And I'm a firm believer of that. Take a look at a holiday bungalow that you would go to. Your friends will come and say, Machang, you know, last week we were there in this fantastic place. If you're ever going to a hotel, you know, go here. This is there. Food is really good and, um, you know, their service is really good. In Toastmasters, you want to have a speaker. Somebody comes and, you know, does a really good job of it. Chances are you're going to tell some of your friends saying, Madang, you know, if you want a presentation done, call this guy. He's really good. If you want, if you go to a doctor and he was nice to you and he his medicine worked and he was genuinely concerned about your well-being and took the time to explain what was wrong with you and all of that, you'll always go and tell your friends, you know, look, this doctor is really nice. He's really kind. He's, he's very, very good. If ever you are having this kind of a problem, go to him. That's always the case. That's how human beings work. So I genuinely feel the point of giving, genuinely giving, not giving with something else in mind. The problem is when you give something, you're always having an expectation to say ah, that that, you know, like karma will come back to me. Doing even good deeds, thinking of karma in the next birth is, is not doing good deeds. That's a transaction. Don't ever forget that. If you genuinely give. And it's good. And that's that's why I said if your giving attitude is fine, but you must give something of worth, something of value to the person that is receiving. OK, it's always from the receiver's point that it becomes worthwhile. Otherwise, it's no point. So if you genuinely give and it is of value and it is worthwhile, I think people will do the talking for you. You don't have to go blowing your own horn. You don't have to worry about branding yourself or anything like that. That will happen automatically. Um, so genuinely, I think that's the best way forward. Let others do the talking for you. And let your work do the talking for you. Right. So <clears throat> we have actually just we were planning to 20 minutes, but this talk was elaborating and this is really interesting to hear your example, especially as I said previously and the way you give your opinions and the way you plant your seeds are really effective uh, from my point of view. So um, thanks a lot, sir, for accepting my invitation and joining with us, sharing your knowledge, spending your valuable time with us. So thanks a lot on behalf of our show. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. 
all the very best. Thanks a lot, sir. And uh, here we come to an, another end of our episode. So uh, stay safe. Bye bye. Let's meet with another episode on an interesting topic. See you.